FM Rewind. Code. As promised, we've got Lindo Gusekulu on the line, who is a media liaison uh, manager at Patco. As we are talking about the fact that NUMSA is accusing them of mistreatment um, when it comes to employees. And this was after adjustments to suspension conditions following the September 2022 illegal strike, where um, the employers were actually striking for wage increase and many other things as well. But to tell us more about it is Ulindo Gusle, who is on the line. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Welcome to Area Code. Um, well, the complaints that you are, uh, the complaints rather that the employees have in NUMSA are that of mistreatment. Have you addressed these complaints? Have you spoken to the employees about it? And what was, um, yes, how did, what conclusion did you come up with? Pardon me. Okay, no problem. Hello, Mr. Kamukhelo. Thank you so much for having us as part and giving us the opportunity really to explain the false allegations leveled against us by certain uh, unions, NUMSA being at the forefront. Look, the issue is that we had a protest in 2022. It was around September, uh, where for 11 days or 12 days, employees went on an illegal strike. And uh, subsequent to that, when we found an agreement, we found that uh, we had suspended over 140 of the workers that were involved in this strike, uh, not necessarily being involved in an illegal strike, but there were also additional charges. Uh, they were intimidating other workers, uh, physically handling them, uh, they were threatening them. So this was misconduct from the company, and we said we're going to suspend them. And uh, the agreement then was that let us uh, subject these workers to a CCMA-facilitated uh, disciplinary inquiry instead of just uh, firing them or uh, subjecting them to an internal one because the unions at the time believed that it would be unfair for them for us to to, to actually carry out this disciplinary uh, action in-house. So fast forward to now, we've been having this CCMA-facilitated inquiries. Uh, they've been uh, ongoing for 14 months now. The workers are on paid suspension, but the only difference is that they were not coming to work uh, so they were paid while being at home and only attending the, the the inquiry but we saw that we needed to adjust these conditions firstly because uh, many of the workers we we've received reports that they announced that they've started to work in other places so that is in breach of their contract and that is actually just blatant fraud uh, we also saw that many of them when we try to communicate with them whether it's about internal issues or whether it's about the inquiry itself we were not able to actually reach them. And finally, there was poor attendance to the very same CCMA-facilitated inquiry. And that is why we said we're going to adjust the, the conditions of, 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 of them being on suspension. So we've uh, set out uh, two uh, areas in the south and northern region of our operations where they can come to work, report for duty, but not necessarily do anything. Basically, just be stationed at work uh, so that we'll be able to facilitate all of the things that I've mentioned. But now there is claims that we are ill-treating them we're forcing them to be in a, a prison-like state, uh, coming to work and all of that. But it's all in the name of uh, saying that they don't want the workers to actually uh, come and report for duty. So that is really the long and short of the gripe. Uh, but I can tell you that we have been in back-and-forth communication with uh, the union, NUMSA, uh, that has been telling us that they want this and that. For example, they said they wanted uh, different kind of facilities for water instead of tanks. They want uh, 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 access to a tap. They want uh, certain... F- 
uh, toilets because we put temporary toilets. We've been able to respond to all of those inquiries. We've been able to make the place comfortable. So really, there is no merit in terms of them saying we're mistreating the workers. We've responded to whatever they had demanded. And at the end of the day, this is all about NUMSA saying that they don't want their workers to report for duty. They want them to be paid. They want them to work uh, a parallel in terms of other employment opportunities and still being paid in, by PADCO. So they're encouraging all of these fraudulent activities and we're trying really to get to the bottom of it by actually adjusting the way we've adjusted. So that's the story really in terms of what is happening here. And in terms of the community, how has it affected the commuters um, that are using PADCO? As of course, PADCO is a very large transport service which is servicing um, Gauteng, Bumalang and other regions as well. Has the suspension in any way made it difficult for um, commuters to be able to get to work in certain places? It has been difficult for our commuters, particularly in that period in 2022 when they were protesting uh, or embarking on an illegal strike. Because for 12 days, over 250 uh, of our commuters were stranded. But subsequent to that, uh, in the coming months after that, we saw that there there were challenges with us having so many employees uh, being suspended, not being able to render the service that uh, really we we, we need to be rendering as part So, But we've been able to achieve it's been over 14 months, like I said, and we've been able to get the necessary support and bolster our services in terms of having the necessary drivers and support staff uh, that will be replacing those that are on suspension now. I think the real uh, problem here is that while we have been able to do all of these things, we, we still can't do as much as we need to because you have over 140 employees that are on paid suspension that have been paid for effectively uh, over a period of 14 months, uh, two, one year and two months, and really not rendering any services. So that is money really that could be used to improve the service, to hire people that are going to help our commuters. But unfortunately, all of those funds are going to people who are not rendering a service to the company who are facing charges of intimidating other workers, of physically handling other workers. So it's really a problem for us, but we're hoping for a speedy resolution in terms of the CCMA facilitated a disciplinary action so that we'll be able to adjust as a company and redirect some of those funds that are in the millions, really, uh, towards helping our commuters uh, find a more uh, comfortable and more suitable uh, sort of uh, service that we are providing for them uh, at the moment. Well, speaking of resolution, you're saying that you had involved the CCMA. Is that the only organization that is helping you in regards to this? Or maybe there are also other stakeholders that are giving you proper advice when it comes to handling the situation? Well, we do have our legal experts advising us as we go along. We have an incredible team in terms of our disciplinary team as well as uh, labor relations. And, uh, you know, we have all of our staff that has been able to testify and write statements that are supporting our case. But the the facilitator is uh, solely uh, CCMA. uh, And we we, we, we must say that we've had challenges uh, in the past because it's not only about the CCMA uh, facilitating this. It's, It's not necessarily that there was a lot to go through that we spent over a year in terms of trying to find a solution for this. But we've seen uh, delay tactics. We've seen uh, NUMSA uh, as a union calling individuals one by one. I think there's about 72 uh, members that are facing these charges. And that's why we've spent so much time in this. So the challenge really is not necessarily the facilitator that is CCMA, but it's also been the delay tactics and, of course, a further intimidation that our team has received. As I speak to you now, those CCMA facilitated inquiry processes 
are underway, but they are underway from our head office uh, in Sentin because uh, the team that is uh, prosecuting some of these workers had been threatened. They, they've been told that uh, uh, they, 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 they will see or rule the day that they messed with the, the workers. So now the, those uh, sittings are happening remotely where the workers are still at CCMAA, but our staff is now subjected to being here and remotely presenting some of their cases. So this is all of the things that we've really been confronted with when it comes to this issue. But at the end of the day, we remain steadfast, we remain hopeful, uh, and we remain uh, in our prayers in terms of saying that this is going to reach its conclusion. And inevitably, we're hoping that uh, it will... uh, 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 a peer vindication for the company because uh, such employees really are not ones that need to be in the cohorts of the company where you find people that are able not only to intimidate other workers but even if they are being prosecuted they intimidate the ones that are prosecuting them uh, they are threatening their lives and all of those things where we even have to uh, escort some of our, our team members to, to their places from work and to home because of these threats that have been leveled against them so it's mm-hmm. quite a difficult situation for the company but 14 months in are hoping that the process will soon reach its inevitable end where we see some of these workers being disciplined in the manner in which they need to be disciplined. Well, quite quickly, because time is about to, um, yeah, yeah, time is about to cut us off, Linda Guse. Here's an important question. People are mm. going home at this time. They are traveling from different areas um, going yeah. home. Can they still have confidence in your company to get them home safely? Like you're saying, now you have to escort certain buses. But what does it mean for an employee in Johannesburg and Pretoria that has to go home in Gwandebele or in Limpopo for that matter? Well, our operations remain operational. They remain as they are. We we have the necessary parameters to ensure that there is safety, not only because of these threats, but also because we know that the festive season is quite a difficult time when it comes to accidents on the roads. So we, we, we have taken every measure to make sure that everyone is safe. And we want to tell our commuters, whether they are from Gwandebele, Gomshanga, or anywhere else in the country, even Soweto and the likes of Eldorado Park, that our operations will remain there for them. We've adjusted them in a way that they are going to be available for them throughout the festive season because while every other industry loses, we know that we're committing people mm-hmm. who are in dire need of a, a, an affordable transport service and that is why we are saying we'll make sure that we are there at all times and ensure that even on public holidays when our staff uh, rather when our commuters that are working at retail services, they are able to go to their workplaces and come back. So PATCO is here, it's here to stay necessary precautions have been taken and we'll make sure that each and every one of them is safe throughout the festive season and throughout the year next year. Thank you so much, Linda. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there. Um, time is not on our side, but thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is Lindo Guseklulu. Uh, that is Lindo Guseklulu, and he is a media liaison manager at Patco. FM Rewind. Bow 88.1. Area code every weekday from 9 to 12 p.m. on Vow FM 88.1.